Hello and welcome, my name is Daniela, I'm a Catholic speaker and evangelist and you're listening to Parhesia Podcast. Parhesia from the Greek meaning to speak all freely, openly and boldly. In the words of Hebrews 3.13, I am here today to encourage you. Yes, Jesus Christ is alive. He loves you and I am cheering you on. I pray you're greatly blessed and invite you to subscribe for the latest episodes and to share this podcast. Thank you so much, Father. So before we go on, I just want to invite you to join me in saying a prayer to our Blessed Mother Mary, who through her powerful intercession has gathered each one of us here tonight, Our Lady of Perpetual Help. So we just say, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death, amen. Our Lady of Knock, pray for us. So, I've already done this twice today, and in the last talk that I did, I joked how my dad used to be a boxer, and that I said to the Lord, ding, ding, round two. This one, round three, is going to be the knockout round, because the Lord is never outdone in generosity. And when I was sat down there, you know, I felt, wow, it is such an honour to speak to these people. It really is, you know, you've all come from different parts of the country, with your own life, your own situation, your own struggles and your trials, and the Lord has sent me here tonight for one purpose, and it's to put fresh hope, new heart into each one of you. And it's not me that does that, it's the Holy Spirit. So as Father said, I'm from Manchester, you could probably tell by my accent, I'm from a large Catholic family, and I know that some of them are tuning in tonight from England and all over the place. Five boys, two girls, and I'm number six, because when you're from a large family, you go by number. You'll know that if you're from a big family. So I'm the sixth child, and I actually want to talk tonight about my relationship with my brother Chris. So Chris, my third eldest brother, he... His faith was such an inspiration for me. You know, growing up, we all prayed the rosary in a cellar. We used to have a prayer group, used to do things like this, come to conferences and events, and we very much grew up in the faith. But everyone has their own journey. We're all unique and we're all different, and the Lord works with us wherever we're at in life. And so on this occasion, I've been speaking for about seven or eight years, And four years ago, I was given a talk in my own cathedral, just like this, not to this scale, it was a bit smaller. And Chris came with me, first time that he heard me speak. And what I haven't shared about Chris, his faith was humble, powerful, and it was simple. You know, and it really spoke to me because I'm like an academic and I like to obey the rules, don't like getting in trouble. Whereas there was no airs and graces with Chris. He just removed the mask for the Lord. He was himself. And what I haven't told you is that when Chris was 15, 
On the way home from school, he got stabbed. He got seriously assaulted. And I really mean it, he was half a millimetre away from death. The knife just missed a main artery. And this meant, this caused Chris to have PTSD and anxiety and alcohol struggles. And he struggled with this for 12 years. So we had these battles. We've all come here tonight with our challenges. We all struggle. But the Lord walks each one of us, and not just next to us, but he carries us. And so when we were at the cathedral, I gave the talk, and it was about the woman who reached out to Jesus for healing. Jesus is the only answer, her last resort, and he really is the only answer. And after the talk, Jesus in the monstrance in the Eucharist was exposed, where the priest holds the gold monstrance, and he was the humeral veil, and we were all invited to come and hold the veil like that woman who grabbed Jesus's veil in faith. And I've been up, everyone had been up, and I was praying for Chris to go up because I knew he would have been scared because of his PTSD and his anxiety, he could have had a panic attack. I saw him shaking. I saw him shaking there. And I prayed that he'd go up. And just before Father went away, Chris got up, he marched to the Lord. He dropped to his knees and his face fell in that veil, in the humeral veil. And I said, wow, I want that simplicity with the Lord, where I don't have to try. You can't earn God's love. You've got it. The hardest thing is accepting it. And so Chris had this amazing faith. You know, he wore his hat on his sleeve just a few weeks later, him and my other brother, brought homeless man to the end of our street. And he came in, made about 50 sandwiches, got all my dad's clothes, because he was a tall man, and he helped him. They didn't care what people thought. Amazing faith. God knows the heart. Because love is what is important. And the very next day, Chris took his own life. I can't tell you why. I make no judgment. I am not God. God knows the heart. We do know that it was a misadventure that he tried to save himself. He tried to reverse his actions. And you think, why, Lord? He was coming back to you. He was practicing his faith. He even wanted to be a friar. He wanted to become a brother. He prayed. And you think, why? And we can have these questions and doubts and even anger with the Lord. He can take it. He's a, he's a big God. He defeated death. So you come as you are to Jesus Christ. Be yourself. This is what Chris showed me. And, the very, and just a few days after Chris's passing, we were consoled as a family. We got this reading from the Bible, and it was from the Psalms. And I'll just read it to you. It says, the snares of death surrounded me. I suffered anguish and distress. Then I called on the name of the Lord. O oh Lord, I pray, save my life. The Lord protects the simple. When I was brought low, he saved me. You see, we might wonder why these things happen, but God is good. It's his nature. And he turns everything to our good. 
You know, Jesus warned us that we have an enemy and that this life is a battle. The thief comes to kill, steal and destroy, but I have come that you may have life and have it to the full. And we focus on Christ. You know, Jesus is alive. He's real. And he's really involved in your life. I mean it from my heart. Right now, Jesus is with you. And the Spirit is moving around this house of God for your heart. Moving around because the Lord wants your heart. He wants your brokenness and your suffering because you cannot carry that alone. Jesus Christ said, come to me, all you who labor and are overburdened, and I will give you rest. The world cannot give you rest. It gives you a big headache. You will not find peace in the world. And there's one thing that I really want to stress tonight. We'll hear it in the readings. Joseph in the Old Testament. It's a long story, and I haven't got the time to tell you. But cut a long story short, he had a hard 23 years. He was sent into slavery. He was abandoned by his family, imprisoned. And my question is, what made him persevere? It was his personal relationship with God, his faith. And do you know what faith means? If you think my faith isn't very strong, or I'm not sure I've got faith, or I've got great faith, the catechism tells us that faith means to cling to God. It means to attach yourself, to bond and to stick with God. It's in a personal adherence. Adherence like adhesive tape, sticky tape, sellotape. We are called to stick to the Lord no matter what. And I know Chris did this because that clinging to the Lord is to the point when you draw your last breath. And I know Chris cried out, Lord, save my life. And he did for the next. And I say that in faith. You know, we walk by faith, not by sight. And so I just encourage you tonight, cling to Jesus Christ, because that's what faith is. And the best way to cling to the Lord is by coming faithfully to the altar. And I speak from personal experience. The only thing that strengthened my faith is the mass. I used to go every Sunday. Now I try and go every day. I'm not telling you to go every day. But in a way I am, because this is like water to fish. This is our breath. It's the throne of grace. And you have been given freedom of access to receive all the help that you need. So I just encourage you to come with confidence. You know, just a few days after we found Chris, we opened his prayer book and in his prayer book, on the inside, there was a passage from Matthew 18:3, And it said, unless you turn and become like children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Well, let me tell you, because of baptism, you are a child of God. And do you know what that means? Now, this sounds a bit technical, but something changed in you on a deep level. In the teaching of the church, it's called an ontological level. I don't get that either, but it sounds good. 
You have been changed deeply. You are truly a child of the Father. And the Father is calling you to him tonight to remove the mask, to come with confidence that the Lord has got the answer, is the answer to every problem in your life. And he's going to help you. You're going to walk away from here tonight. And the Lord, you'll see the blessings if you say, yes, Lord, I give you my heart. When you come forward for communion, you know, worship isn't about standing up, sitting down, saying prayers. Yes, we worship with our bodies, but it's ultimately you're worshiping with your heart. And what does it mean to give your heart to God? It means to believe. That is what the word actually means. It means to literally give your heart. That's what faith is. And Jesus is asking you to believe that he's with you, that he's alive for a start, and that he sees you right now and he knows exactly what you're thinking. He knows exactly the plans. I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. I know your name. It's very personal with Jesus. And you see, God is good. I'll go back to the story about Chris. The Lord has defeated death. And just behind the altar here on this tapestry, look at it when you can. Underneath the cross, there's a skull. Jesus is the king who has defeated our enemies. And the final enemy to, de to be defeated is death. He's put it under his feet. And in your life, all your trials, your sufferings, they're all under his feet because he's the Lord and he's your Lord and he'll never, ever, ever abandon you. And I just really encourage you with absolute joy. Yes, I find it hard every day that Chris has died. I can't imagine what my parents are going through. I see the struggle. I'm not saying I stand up here all joyful every day, but in my heart, there's a deep joy from Jesus Christ that I could not produce. And the Lord wants you to have that joy and that faith that he is the master. He is the Lord. So come tonight and give your heart to Jesus Christ. Your life will be changed. Amen. Thank you for listening. God bless.